Hello there, lovely listener. I've just teleported down uh, with a correction. At the end of this week's show, Ian and I start talking about how the next episode is going to be Gola. Completely wrong. Um, I've completely overlooked Dockley. Dockley is our next character and not Gola. So yes, please ignore all the waffling between Ian and myself about Gola at the end. That will be carried on to the following week, no doubt. All right? So, yeah, on with the show. Ian, ready to come back up. This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Hello and welcome to our look at an overlooked by many uh, contributor to Blake 7, Stuart Fell. Yeah, little Stuart Fell. I was expecting you to go, oh, oh sorry, do it, do it again. Do right, it again. Take, take two. Yeah, hello. Take two. <laughs> hello and welcome to our look at an overlooked by many contributor to Blake 7, Stuart Fell. Whoa. That's it. Splash. Splash. Falling in the water. Right. Yeah. Th- yeah no. Uh, that that could get yeah, monotonous that. Yeah, after. Yeah, an, uh, all right. <laughs> Scrap that. All right. Okay. So Stuart Fell then. Stuart, Stuart Fell. Fell. Yes. Um, and he did many a little, time. Yeah. Little gap tooth Stuart <laughs> Fell. Little gap. Oh, that's gap tooth Stuart. Yes. Yeah. Little gap tooth Stuart. Yes. Little Stuart gap-tooth Little. Stuart. Stuart Little. He could have played that. Stuart Little Gap Tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stuart Less Little Gap Tooth. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be talking about him because he he yes. pops up quite a few times in Blake Seven. Um, with everything, I, yeah, sorry? I reckon I was going to say I reckon even if you don't recognise the name, if you've watched any nineteen seventies British production, you've probably seen him. Or American, as as we'll Amer- come yes, on to yeah, um, did, yeah. on, on his behind the scenes, because yes, he was a quite a prolific stuntman. Uh, fighter ranger so even if he's yeah. maybe ex-para. not actually in that uh, ex parrot even if he's not in a scene it could be yeah yeah yeah, yeah mid mid 70s to mid 80s yeah. on the bbc if he's not in that fight it, he most probably had a hand in it if you yes the pun. Yeah. or a foot <laughs> or a foot yes yeah so but what we're going to do today we're talking about stuart fell stuart fell the actor rather than the stunt person all right, can, because I'm not sure. can you separate the two? I think we can. Yeah. I think we can because we. I thought for Blake Seven, we'd look at Stuart Fell um, when he was either a character, a quite yep. specific character, or an extra. You oh, know, so not Dublin um, for someone. He's, not well. He's there's one we're going to talk about, but that doesn't count on the genre tally because this will affect his genre tally as well. Genre tally yes. are when he's in a costume on screen rather than yeah. you know um yeah um yeah all right but we will mention one in Blake 7 all right when we okay. when we get to it all right so but before we get to his Blake 7 work i was thinking you know back before you, you know you had, you had the internet or indeed magazines that really went into depth on making of tv shows and films when do you think you might have first become 
aware of him. Oh, I know that face. I know that bloke. Bloke. Uh, I th- I think it would have been sort of Doctor Who monthly sort of era because they started doing some behind the scenes stuff on the stuntmen, and um, then when the John, especially the John Pertwee's and the early Bakers started coming out on VHS, that's when you start noticing him. Before that. Because he's hard to spot in the Target novelization, isn't he? Yes. Stuart Fell. He's hard <laughs> to spot in that. Um, so I think it was when it's when they started on VHS. And once you recognise him, there's two mm. there's two well known stuntmen, isn't there? There's uh, Derek. Oh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, there's another stuntman in Doctor Who. There's two stuntmen, and one of them was like uh, the double for Tom Baker and John Pertwee, and you spot him all oh, the time. Oh, I know. I know the chap you mean. Yeah. Someone. Will, I'm going to kick myself later. I'm sure it's Derek something. Um, and then there's Stuart Fell, who didn't so much double for the Doctors. He was usually the person the Doctors were fighting or mm. the Daleks were killing. Because, he, like, as, as we've met, alluded to, he's quite a short fella. He is quite short, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't rem- remember the time when I... Oh, yes, I've seen him before yeah. in something else. But as we will see when we get onto his genre tally, we were watching Stuart Fell long before we knew the name all right definitely so, definitely yeah so um for his blake seven work then all right yep. let's crack on let's get into it first ever blake seven work he did uh, the first story he was in was mission to destiny all right right where he played the missing and presumed culprit uh, crew member dortman do you, do you yes. remember they yeah, they can't dortman. find yeah. dortman and uh, when Callie is having a probe around in that uh, yeah. stock he's, room... He's up on the top shelf, isn't he, for some reason? I, I remember him yeah. being on a top shelf. He's not. He's on yeah. top of the cupboard. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Always... that, yeah who, why would they put him up there? If you're going to hide the body... Getting a dead body is quite difficult to get up to a high place, isn't it? Well... I would, I would we... imagine, he says, to cover himself. Um, <laughs> they're a bit floppy, aren't they, dead bodies? They are. I mean, and... they're, they're known as stiffs, but... Mm. They're generally not. <laughs> and Stuart is little, but he's not so little that he would be lightweight. No. And, you know, the culprit, actually, in uh, Mission well, to Destiny, yeah. is, is that girl, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so she it, would it have stuffed him up belief there. a little bit. Yes, yes, because that's a good, like, I, I don't know, he, he falls, you know, I wouldn't want to do that, because he falls, well, it's almost ceiling height, isn't he? Yeah. It, it's about six, five, maybe seven feet high. There he is, little Stuart. He's dressed up as Dortmund, and all yep. we see of him, he's up there. We, you have that cheap, uh, cheap shock moment where his arm falls down um, in front of Callie. She she comes back, and off he falls. Okay, do so Stuart Fell hoping, falls. Do you think he was hoping that those huge collars they wear in that was going to cushion his blow, or like act as power wings or something? And it didn't. Yeah, but it, it could go the other way. I mean, that yeah. could have slit his throat or something could if have, he landed yeah. on it wrong. Yeah. So that's him, um, Dortmund. Yeah. We don't we don't see him dead on the floor. You know that creepy bloke that's been following Callie comes in and puts his hand on her shoulder, looks down, and he says, "It's Dortmund." But you don't actually see a do close up of him. I don't think. Do you think it was? Do you think that was so as not to show a dead body, which is a bit strange because they've just shown him falling off a cupboard? Mm-hmm. Or do you think that was that they would have had to have? taken him to a different part of the set to film it and they just didn't have the time or the inclination because presuming he, when he fell down he would landed on something he's not going to land on the studio floor mm. I don't care how good a stuntman you are you're probably going to break something if you land horizontally onto a concrete floor so do you reckon it is they couldn't pan down to show him because 
<laughs> he would have been laid on the mattress. I've got a vague, vague, as you're saying that, a vague, vague, vague memory of something about the pay rate goes up. Oh, right. You know, if you yeah. have close-ups or something, it stops Could becoming be, yeah. stunt Could work be. and becomes extra work or something. Yeah, which is probably a slightly, like, say, a slightly different pay rate. Or, or as we said in the, the late 70s, the unions would have stepped in. And I was just about to say, it's unionized. Yes. Stupid, yeah. 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 So... The next time he appears in Blake 7 is Project Avalon. Yeah. And as I say, we're just talking about, you know, his acting and extra work. But yes. the first time we do see him in Project Avalon is where Glynis Barber magically changes into him. Um, when she does that leap off yeah. of the rock to, uh, to knock out the guard. Okay. When she's up on that shelf, that's Glynis Barber. Then you get a cut and it's actually Stuart Fell dressed as the mutoid, Glynis mutoid. And that that actually does the leap down and knocks the guard over, right? Yeah. Do you think I'm... Because I suppose he probably spent a good portion of his career playing women, didn't he, really? Mm. Because cause he's of slight build, so ideal women and children and teenagers and that. Mm. Um, this... So I was thinking, would they have to have a, another uniform one? But it'd probably fit. He's probably about the same size, size as Glynis Barber. No offense yeah. to Glynis. You know. So that Mutoid costume we yeah. saw at yeah. Maximum Power, that Stuart Fell might have fitted that, in that's there. That's what the bloodstains were. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I've got a quote from Stuart about this, why he, yeah. he, he had to dress up as Glynis Barber. Oh, and by the way, I've, I've managed to freeze frame it exactly. Cool. Well and, and I'll put can it on you Facebook. You can see it's him. Yeah, you, right. yeah, yeah you, you can practically see the Terry Thomas gap in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that gap is... Uh... Very noticeable. He's got a very noticeable nose. He's a bit like yeah. John Pertwee, uh, again, well, like that. So, all right. So here's the quote from um, from uh, Stuart about why he became Glynis Barber. Um, You're going to do it in his voice? No, uh, no, no. Um, BBC directors don't like stunt girls to take risks. What's the point of a stunt girl if they don't take say, risks? Yeah. <laughs> we need a stunt girl on this project. We're not going to let it's her do anything. Dangerous, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need someone to look after the tea. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, you said just then, you know, he, he played women quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, here he is. Here he is um, confirming that. So they'd say, I don't want to use a girl. You're the right size, Stuart. You do it. Yeah. Right? So there you are, confirmation Yeah, of so that. there we go, yeah. It yeah. makes sense, though, doesn't it? You sort of... I mean, it, 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 we're talking of a different time when there probably wasn't that many female stunt people no no I mean even in America there wasn't because Patricia Tolbert um, the actress was also a stunt person and she only used to get the gig as a stunt person because she could also deliver lines well right um, so yeah it, it's, a, it's a weird it's a very still a very macho uh, yes uh, career I would imagine deliver lines well um, we'll get yeah. there's more to this quote but deliver lines well can you ever remember a time when you've actually seen Stuart Fell talking on um, screen he must have done mustn't he not in Blake 7 I don't no. think he no oh, I don't right. think he did perhaps in Blake 7 perhaps it's just interviews I've seen him Yes, yeah, yeah. So back to his quote, um, yeah. it says, uh, in this particular episode, we had a girl called Sid Child, who was bigger than me, and she was a judo, judo expert and was very useful. We dressed her up in the mutoid costume, and I was to be someone walking by who gets jumped, or bulldogged, as we call it. Mm -hmm. They had found a part of Wookie Hole where she could stand on a little shelf of rock, and Michael Bryant said, 
look, Stuart, do you mind changing costumes so she can play the man and you can play the girl? It would have looked ridiculous if this whacking great girl I was jumping on this little fellow, so it was much better that I, being the smaller one, jumped on what appeared to be a big bloke. Yeah. So the, the guard is actually this Sid Child woman, yeah. and yes, Stuart Fell isn't Glynis Barber, but Stuart Fell. So it's, who knew it was so complicated, isn't it? Mm, mm. Um, thinking about Stuart talking um, and, yep. and speaking lines, um, mm, uh, that was yep. stunt work, all right? Yes, he, that's, he, that's pure stunt work. He's because also he's in Project Avalon. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but he's also in Project Avalon. He's yeah. the subteron that gets pistol yeah. whipped by Travis. Well, as soon as as soon as soon Travis goes in and turns him around and you see it's Stuart Fell, as soon as you, when you know it's Stuart Fell, you immediately know that Possard's going to have something happen to him. Yep, yep. Because but otherwise my... it would have been an extra. Yeah, um, yeah. And the reason I say he hasn't spoken in the, is that when Travis grabs him and he pulls his little kerchief away to reveal yep. his face, um, Stuart Fell is meant to be grimacing or something, and he's not very convincing. That look on his face <laughs> tells you this man is not an actor. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, and then and then he gets thumped with a pistol, and that's the end of him. So I th- I don't think yeah I think I think there's a reason Stuart was a stunt man and a fighter ranger and everything, and never did go on to become an actor. Yeah, and, and there's no uh, slur on him. No, not at know. all. Yeah, not at all. He's, some some people are born to. Rate wonderfully, and some people are born to get pistol whipped by Travis. Well, how many actors have we seen? You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're fantastic actors, but in a fight oh, scene, terrible, yeah. it's just terrible. You know? uh, we're, we're waving at you, Jan Chappelle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the next time in Blake Seven, we see him. He's in The Keeper. All right. Yep. Which we're that's talking we about. Yeah, that's our next episode. episode. Yeah. 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 Gola is our next episode. So. Um, so he we'll plays a yeah he plays a goth, so he he's he's down there. I haven't watched the story yet in preparation for no, our seen. next recording. So let's keep an eye out for him. We will. Um, we'll and, and, keep and see if we can keep an eye out. I, I, I'm assuming he's the shortest of the goths that we'll be seeing. Yeah, yeah. I just every time you say the goth, I just picture him like a mopey planet <laughs> full of black-clad people listening to Susie Susie and the Banshees. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That'd be funny. All right, I've got another quote from Stuart oh, about about this story, um, which really I'm, I should hold back for for next week's recording. But let's do it here. Um, he says I had to cast some very big wrestler types for that episode, and there was a fellow called Kengiz Sainer who played a murderous court jester. Now you know who, who we're talking about, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I was not only the fight arranger but also the magic arranger because the jester gets jealous over Villa's tricks, and I remember teaching Michael some simple tricks that his character was using to get them out of trouble. Of course, they're quite primitive people, so I think Michael's picked up something like a turnip or a cabbage, threw it up in the air, and stabbed it on the end of a knife. That took him about a week to learn, <laughs> and, an, and another one was taking something like a coin out of his pocket and doing the classic French drop. Kengiz also needed to juggle, and I'd worked on him on the Arabian Adventure, where I taught him how to juggle three knives, so it came in useful for this episode. So, yeah, there he is. He's not only the fight arranger, not, he's not yeah, only he's a goth, but he's magic the, the magic arranger as well. Um, the acting bit about Stuart, he, he actually says here, When I read the script, I said to Derek Martinus, This is a jester. He's only got half a dozen lines. I juggle. I can do this part. 
Derek said, Stuart, this jester's got to be a murderous little swine. You do nothing but smile all day long. You can't <laughs> possibly pay, play this part. Of course, Derek wanted a proper actor in there, so I think he was just being kind yeah. and really wasn't going to give me one of the main parts, which is a very sweet little anecdote, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it It must have been galling, but he, he's got to know that he's not an actor, hasn't he? He's got to know that he's I not. I think so. He would have yeah. fitted. I mean, that jester, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen The Keeper for a long time. That jester, I think, was quite small and slight. Yeah. He would have... He would have fitted in visually, but I love that jester, this Kengiz uh, fella. I, 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 I like that actor in The Keeper. I'm glad they, they had him in there. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a car crash otherwise. Mm. Right, next thing he was in, were, he's seen quite a bit in um, Aftermath, right? First story yeah. of uh, season three, where he's one of Chell's lieutenants. Whenever we saw Chell, you know, the leader yeah. of those primitives, he always had two guys with him, one of them of which was uh, was Stuart Fell. And you do see wig. him quite a bit in a wig. Yeah, even the horse is wearing something over yeah. his face. Um, yeah, in a wig with a helmet on. Quite an accomplished horse rider, you know. I thought yeah. he, he was pretty good. And he, he's the one, I think, that gets um, beaten up by Avon at the end. Yeah. Where yes. Avon's at, at, yeah, at his... Yeah, I think point. we mentioned it, didn't we? And when we did Aftermath, we mentioned it. it was Stuart Fell, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, where is he next? Um, oh, I've missed one. I've actually oh. missed one. He's a Crimo, isn't he? He's one of the Crimos in um, Hostage. Yes. Yeah, you get a big close-up of him. You can tell his eyes, even though he's wearing one of those strange... Um, yeah, mask thing, the gas mask. Ma- gas mask, mask things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually see it's him. It's oh, just, yeah. yeah. It's he's also because he's two foot shorter than anyone else. <laughs> There's that as well, yeah. yeah. Um, he's the labourer shot off the fence in Harvest of Kairos. Ah, you right, know, yes. yeah. the Kairos shuttle, and he's the one who, who climbs up and then gets shot off. So Stuart Fell falls in that bit as well. Um, I've got to go back and look for him because, according to IMDb, he's one of Baben's men in City yeah, at the when, Edge of the World. When you sent me the list, and I thought, oh, I don't remember him at all. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And yet, and yet, um, I've got a book called Blake Seven: The Inside Story, which is a really yeah. good book. And uh, there's um, there, there's some colour photos in the middle, and there he is in oh, right. in Baben's costume. It's practically Baben's costume with the high collar thing and yeah. the studs and everything, grinning away as he always <laughs> Happy does. As ever, yeah. Happy as ever. Yeah, it's a it's a nice character, oh, right. uh, a photo of him. So he's obviously must be in there somewhere. See, but that, that means we should watch that again. Well, we have discussed about maybe doing an audio commentary yes, on yeah, that, that story. Would be really good. So yes, yes, yes. Stuart Watch. Stuart Watch, you could call it that, yeah. Stuart Watch, yes. Um, he's a Federation guard in Rumours of Death. You know, that big battle outside yeah. um, Serverland's palace. Um, he's one of those Federation guards, but I don't know which one. Yeah. Um, the shortest one, yeah, I presume. The shortest one, yeah. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to watch that one and look for the really short one. Or the one who's wearing a, a, a bell staff that's particularly baggy. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who duffs up Villa... And then gets brained by Servalan in Moloch, you know, towards the yeah. end. And uh, yeah, you can see it's him. Um, yeah, he's wearing again, the balaclava, visible, but yeah, you yeah. can see it's him. And we talked about him recently. He's the gunman attempting to kill Dieter yes. Tarrant That's in Death Watch. That's probably his most noticeable role, isn't it? That, it that's is. That's probably Project Avalon. Yes, yeah. But yeah. that's the one, of course, where he was miffed because he did yes. the fall. He, Stuart Fell fell um, from the balcony down onto the settee, yeah. but they, they cut with him going. Out. They edited it out, yes, yeah. yeah. 
Um, he's a link in both Terminal and Rescue. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, I'm guessing... You're not going to recognise it. Well, is there, well, is there any one? I don't know. Well, so, that's so the one... I've watched it. That's the one where Deep Roy yeah. played a link as well. So I'm guessing Stuart isn't the shortest No, one. I was going to say, wow, yeah. Second shortest. Yeah, look for uh, the tall link. one. Yeah. That, that should be on his IMDb for that yeah. episode. Second shortest link. Yes, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, Terminal uh, is coming up soon, so we're going to have yep. to play uh, Spot the Stuart on that one yeah. as well. Yes. Fell watch, yeah. Fell watch. <laughs> and his last role in Blake 7 was a homic in Power. Oh, right. um, and I don't remember him in no, that. No, I don't. He's probably at the back in the quarry somewhere. I'm just trying to think if there's any um, major stunts, but there isn't really with there the isn't. homics. There isn't. No. The, the only fighting is when all the yeah. homics are standing around while Dana is having a fight with, uh, yeah. um, what's Gunsar. his face? Gunsar. He's, and he's so def- yeah, he's definitely not doubling for Gunsar. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Unless he's got no. a really good padded suit. Mm. All right, so that's that. That's all well. his Blake 7 roles. Um, that was a quick episode. I'll see you next week. Yeah, then, see you next week. Yeah. He is quite prolific on Blake Seven. He's almost the mm. main character. You know the yeah. amount of appearances he did in it. I, I'm I'm not sure. Hang on, let me have a look. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, how it's many be, did we say? Eight or nine, isn't it? How many um, Travis Mark One episodes did we say he did? Uh, I think seven. Was seven? Yes. Seven. All right. Well, let's have a look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, Ooh. twelve. Turn the page. Twelve, thirteen. He was 13. in Blake Seven thirteen times. So yeah, he, he I, outstrips. I think should, he could be Mark the seventh. One. He could be Blake's seventh. Yes, he could have played Orac, couldn't he? But he's small, so it's like yeah. 0.25. That's true. Yeah. He, he, how many gans does he count? Maybe a third <laughs> of a gan, isn't he? Third one of a is a third of a gan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. All right. So behind the scenes, you you, you mentioned I'm looking it. Looking forward to this at, at, at the beginning. Um, yeah. Yes, he served in the parachute regiment. Yes, yeah. He was a para. Yes, yes. Uh, prior to becoming a stuntman and actor, um, I can't find the source of it, but I remember reading somewhere that he owes his career to Ronnie Barker. All oh, right. Where it was something about Ronnie, and, and it must be late sixties. He was a driver in a TV show for Ronnie Barker and they got to talking and he was saying about he he used to be you know in the paras and yeah. stuff and it was Ronnie Barker who said the BBC are always looking out for stuntmen I think he should become a stuntman well. yeah I don't know it might yeah. have been I've, I've looked for it online and in my books but it might be on a um, a DVD extra yeah. and that's what I'm remembering it from yes I'm not sure I'm trying to think whether he's, he's done any of the commentaries on the Doc Two DVDs. I'm not sure, but he'll pro- he's probably he's definitely in some of the um, the making ofs on yes. the DVDs. Cause yes. the DVDs got making of. The other thing is, did they do a um, real time? I'm sure they did a Havoc real time, and I'm sure Stuart Fowler. Oh, yeah, was, no, was in on that. Yes, yeah, I think, I th- I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, so he starts off as a stuntman, uh, yep. then fighter ranger. Um, that line between stuntman and actor you know is a bit of a grey one um, but yes yeah he he, he he most definitely played named characters so yeah, yeah definitely an actor um, but they used to on films it was a bit different wasn't it because they they used to like if they made up a line on the day that they needed to deliver they would usually get one of the stuntmen or 
what you know because you're you're right again they they would have to pay extras mm. much more probably than they would have paid the stuntmen on top. Yes. So yeah, there's a few. I think there's a few um, a few sort of famous stuntmen that started out like that when it doing yeah. stunts and then. Yeah, I always remember from all these extras and that everybody talks very uh, kindly about him. He seems to be yes. a very uh, well-regarded nice person. Yeah. yeah, he just seems a nice man. Yeah, he's yes. happy. Yeah. He's always smiling. Yeah, friendly. Yeah, you know, yeah. approachable. Uh, committed to his work and everything. Yeah. which is um, weird because yeah. he's probably the one member of the cast that could kill you with a, a poke. Yes, <laughs> there's that as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So that 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 was his career. Um, I guess it's an age thing. He he no longer does stump work. He he's never got to be in his he, seven, he isn't he? Yeah, I, I didn't know that um, he's a member of the Magic Circle now. Oh right. Yeah, he's a member of the Magic Circle. He's a professional juggler, and um, yes, he, he 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 goes off and he does stuff. You know, what sort of a world are we living in when you can be a professional juggler? Professional juggler. This I thought was quite charming. Um, there was an episode of the Antiques Roadshow. Okay. Was he on? And, it? and he was on it. How much right? was he worth? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, You've no. Got a he got condition, Stuart Fell. Stuart Fell, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. He wasn't up for sale. Uh, right. They were, weren't bidding on him. He just turned up as a member of the public, and right. he didn't actually mention who he was. So he turns up on a BBC show as a member of the public. Okay, bringing along his collection of yo-yos and <laughs> other and and, and country toys. Yeah. They must but, have and, known because they they ask you what you do when you. Don't they? They... Yeah, but if he says I'm a prof- professional juggler, yeah, you know? they're going to just they're going to go. What is this guy? Mm. And all the cameramen are going, "All right, Stuart." <laughs> so that's that's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, that you just um, yeah. turn up and you've got all this whole history with the wouldn't BBC. You, though, if you were someone like famous like George Clooney, wouldn't you just turn up wearing like workman's overalls to these sort of things? Just to see who notices, or yeah. whether they tweet, or where someone goes, you know, you're a dead ringer for George Clooney, you are. <laughs> what? Who is it? Who is it that turned up for a, a look-alike contest? Oh, Charlie Chaplin entered the yes. uh, Charlie Chaplin look-alike, contest and he didn't and win third or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that that's that. But um, so this is the bit you're looking forward to, the genre tally. Yeah. Right. Before we get into that, as I say, this genre tally is things where he's an extra or an actor. Yeah. Okay, not stunt work. I mean, if you wanted stunt work, it's like that Tony guy. You know, his genre tally would be yeah, off the be scale mad. because you know he was a stunt man in TV. He was a stunt man in films. He was a stunt man in Willow. He was a stunt man in Aliens. He was a stunt man in the first two Superman films. You know, if you're talking stunt men, you know the genre tally. It, practically doubles or more i would have thought yeah so no we're gonna we're going to um just focus on as i say extras and acting light um any idea would you like to have a guess on um on 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 what his figure would be Uh, what's the highest we've had the highest is deep roy with 31 and then followed by michael goff with 29 I reckon he's going to be mid to high 20s. I don't think he's going to beat Deep Roy, because Deep Roy's an actor. I Yeah, I think mid to high 20s. Well, he's second place. Oh. Yeah, My, Michael Goff is 29, Deep Roy is 31. Oh. Yeah, Stuart Fell is 30. Oh, so, right. Now, we're going to play a game in a minute. 
one of the games we sometimes right. play with you, which is guess the who role. Oh, right, excellent. Right? But the first thing he did, um, um, as I say, genre-wise, a lot of the time he's just called man, I noticed, <laughs> um, when I was looking at him on IMDb. But yes, man. <laughs> if, if he's called man in several things, can we take it that's the same character? Well, he's only called Man once in, oh. in on the genre tally, and that's his very first thing, which was in Doomwatch. Oh, right. Right? Where he was Man. All right? So... We could do a Doomwatch watch. Yeah, a Doomwatch watch. Yeah. Um, right, here we go. He, he, he pretty much, you know, started everything off in Doctor Who. All right? Yeah. So if I tell you the story, you try and guess who he played on, in it. I'll all guess, right? yeah. Right, if so the... These are all Doctor Who until I say okay. otherwise, for anybody who doesn't know what Doctor Who is. Right. Right, you ready? Yeah. Okay, Claws of Axos. Claws of Axos, I reckon he probably wasn't an Axon. I reckon he would have been a nuclear power station security guard. Nope, sorry. Oh, uh, no. He was wasn't a unit... Josh, was no, no, he's a unit soldier. Oh, right. Oh, all right. Close. Yeah. Okay, right. Curse of Peladon. You've got to get Curse this. Curse of Peladon. He was the little uh, devil creature, wasn't he? The no. John Pertwee fought. No, no, no. Oh, no, come on. Uh, think. Curse of Peladon. Yeah, uh, well, he can't be Arcturus, because that was no. just a box on wheels. Um, he, he Was he uh, uh, Alpha Centauri? He was. Was he? So I thought it was too small for that. No, no. Because <laughs> I associate, He's... isn't it weird? I associate Alpha Centauri with uh, Yasmin Bleesman, the the voice. Yes, so I just imagine course, she's yeah. inside the costume. No, no, that's Stuart Fell shuffling along. All right, who yes. played the little uh, devil creature? I don't know. Because at one point, John Pertwee fights a little devil demon, and hmm. I thought that was Stuart Fell, but it might not be. No, 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 no. He's Alpha Alpha Centauri. Right, uh, in the Sea Devils. Uh, sea Devils. He's bound to have been a prison guard, I reckon. No, he was the sea devil. Oh, well, that's the, right. He's the because they say there's a tiny little sea devil. Yeah, um, he's the somersaulting yeah. one. There's an yeah. explosion, and he sort of like somersaults over the uh, barbed wire or yeah. something. Yeah, that's Stuart Fell. Yeah, he he he's the teeny sea devil. Yes. Oh, the baby one. Right. Uh, I don't think you'll get this one. Uh, Carnival of Monsters. Okay, Carnival of Monsters. I'm trying to think of any stunts in that. I mean, there's a there's one of the uh, functionaries that falls off. After getting shot and shot. Bloody hell, you got it. So, That's hey. the word. Functionary is the yeah. word. Yeah. Get in yeah. There. Well done. Right, this is obvious. Uh, the monster of Peladon. Uh, monster of Peladon. Was he by any chance Alpha Centauri? Wow. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> um, I remember him. I think this this next role, yep. I think um, I, it could be the first time that I, I saw his actual uh, bare face. Uh, Planet of the Spiders. Uh, he's going to be probably one of the Spider Guard people, isn't he? No, he's a tramp. In, in oh, is he the tramp that gets run over by John Pertwee and the He is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Which John Pertwee spun into an absolutely ludicrous tale as his story's got making it up larger. as he <laughs> yes, went along. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the next thing he was in in Doctor Who, um, the Ark in Space. What was he? Oh, in the he Ark was in... he was the woman lava, wasn't he? He was crawling about because <laughs> there's a famous story where he uh, it, he's crawling about on like metal gratings and that, and uh, he's in bubble wrap. And he's in bubble it was wrap. Fine, it was fine, but it then just shredded it, and then he was getting lacerated by this grill work. 
That's uh, it. Uh, he's, he's good in that. He's a good role now. Yeah. I, what, director, what is my motivation? Well, you're a maggot. Yeah. You know, wiggle yes. like a maggot. Yes. Yeah. You're a maggot. <laughs> you're thinking of lettuce. Yes. Uh, the next one, I didn't realise he was uh, one of these. Um, in the Android Invasion. Uh, was he one of the Krals, or was he, he was. one of the? He was a Krall. Yeah, they are See, quite short. Yeah. They're like Sontarans, aren't they? They yeah. are quite short. Oh, it's a shame they never came out. They were good. I, I, really good masks. Like I, uh, I, I, I would love one of those masks. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't realise in the next one this is him because he is so small. Um, the brain of Morbius. He was the Morbius creature, was he? He was. He yeah, was. Because, and yeah, I think of yeah. that as being quite a tall creature. But if you look, if you watch it, it's the shoulders are built up really high, and uh, then he's got the fishbowl on the top. And I'm presuming it was for you know whatever pyrotechnics and stuff and you know electronics they had in it. But yeah, he's quite quite a short creature, really. Very uh, low right. crutch. <laughs> Right, move on. Right, uh, the mask of Mandragora. Mandragora. Uh, Mandragora. Was he? he, he gonna, I mean, that's set on Earth in Spain, so he's going to be someone at Port Merion, any bugging yeah. about some sort yeah. of Italian. I love his um, description of who he plays. Forkin present a uh, peasant. Oh right, okay. A forkin peasant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, the face of evil. Uh, he would have been probably one of the Tesh. I don't think he was a Seventeen. His body, he wouldn't have been buff enough, would he? What are you saying? What are you um, going to no, decide? No. I, I'm going to go with the Tesh. Tesh guard. Yeah, guard. So yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, the Who they dressed up as um, like outfits that you can imagine a magician or a juggler That's wearing. That's true. So. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, the Sunmakers. Sunmakers, uh, probably just a nondescript worker. Yeah, guard. Guard, yeah. It says guard here. Uh, the Invasion of Time? Uh, Sontaran, would you? Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Sure, yep. they're short, aren't they? Is it, do you think he's the one that falls over the um, deck oh, chair or whatever? Yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah. Um, and then that's at the, the end of... That was quite a Who run, wasn't it? Yeah, that's um, a good run, isn't it? And, and then he breaks off from Who to go to Blake Seven. So here we go. We've got Mission to Destiny, where he played Dortmund. Blake Seven, where he played the Subteron. Um, and then he's back to uh, Doctor Who. Um, and he's got a name now. He's a Ooh. named character. Um, in State of Decay. Uh, I'm trying to think. I've watched that recently as well. I didn't is he one of the rebels or one of the guards? I don't know. It says Roger. Um, I don't know. I guess he's important enough yeah. to have a name, but I can't remember yeah. that. I, I, don't I like that. In a minute. Yeah, it's no. a good story. It's a good story. That's so. that's one of the few later yeah. um, Tom Bakers that I do like. Yeah, um, that's because it was written for earlier Tom Baker, wasn't it? Yeah, and it looks like a Hammer film. So yeah, yeah of course I'll like that. But yeah, so Roger. I'll have to Roger. go back and oh, see right. if I can spot him and, and yeah. put the photo on Facebook. Um, yeah, then then back to Blake Seven for Hostage, um, where he played the Crimo. Um, yeah. And then keeping with Blake Seven for the Goth in The Keeper. Then he was in, I didn't know he was in this, he's actually in uh, The Empire Strikes Back. Is he in Ognaught? No, <laughs> too big for that. Isn't he? Too big for that. he could have been an Ugnaw. Yeah. He could have been a Jawa. 
Yeah. No, um, no, no, no. He's one of the snow troopers on that Battle of Hoth. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when Darth Vader, you know, is, um, yeah. you know, comes in, dun, dun, ah. dun, and the Millennium Falcon yeah. is just about to take off, and, you know, um, the Millennium Falcon shoots at the yes. uh, snow trooper. He's one of them. He's one of them yeah. that gets blasted by the Millennium Falcon. I was just thinking, I wonder if they hired smaller guys to play that to make, to make Dave Pray- Prowse look yeah. bigger yeah it could be yes so that's that then back to Blake 7 for a lot now that's when he does his aftermath Saren his harvest of Kairos Laborer Baben's Man the guard in Rumours of Death the guard in Moloch the gunman in Death Watch uh, and then Link two times yeah. and then the Homic his last ever thing was uh, genre wise was 1986 there was a version of Alice in Wonderland oh, it was right. called Alice in Wonderland 1986 Bill Lizard yeah. no whoever, idea whoever no idea is. on that one alright okay is that his so, last genre work yeah so, so so presumably sometime in the late 80s he gave up yeah at least in genre wise that, that, that was the last one 86 alright so as I say that puts him in second place he, wow well uh, done well yeah. done Stuart Fell well done, Stuart. Um, Ironically, the two shortest cast members are leading yes. the pack. Which it also gives him a Star Wars tally of one, yep. right? But I'm thinking we've got a champ with Doctor Who because yeah. he's got a Doctor Who tally of 14. That No, no one's going to beat that, are they? No, no, no. I, th- I think the highest is only about... I think it's Michael Shared or somebody yeah. who, who's got about seven or something. Because we like didn't that. count Colin Baker's, we counted that as one. Didn't yes, we, we did. One complete run. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think he's going to be our champ for Doctor Who yeah, well. at the end of all this. Yeah. So that's that. That's Stuart out of the way. Um, we've got a special shout out now. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It, it, well, it's multiple um, cool. because it's it's not your usual one. This is coming from Facebook. Uh, I've got shout-outs to our listeners, all right? Because as you and I are talking, it's two days since the GAN episode Oh, yes, there's been a lot of comments on that. Yes, and and very nice it is too. A lot of people were siding with me. He's a sweaty homicidal maniac, but some people... This is what I thought I would... I'd just like to, you know, just say thanks to our listeners for contributing, because, yes, um, I put out only yesterday, I think it was, two questions... And uh, folk have been replying, and it's it's been making for fascinating reading. And um, I do like this. The, 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 uh, aside from, you know, uh, talking to you every week about Blake 7, very, coming very closely behind that is the feedback and the interaction yeah. we're getting with people over Blake 7 Which, on our little fair, Facebook page. the only time we ever talk about Blake 7 is <laughs> on those two occasions. This is true, yeah, unless we're at maximum yeah. power or something like that. Yeah. So, so yes, the first question I, I, I posed yesterday was, you know, Gan, about Gan. Is he yeah. a loyal teddy bear or some sort of raging psychopath? And yes, you're right. Most people quite um, emphatically um, connected with your view, which is he's a bloody psycho, isn't he? He's a nutter. He's a nutter, yes. So David Robbins, yes, uh, Yes. one of our listeners. um, Yeah, he he quite rightly pointed out that something that we didn't mention on that show is that Kane specifically says that limiters are only used on uh, psychotic uh, patients. Yes. So there you go. Um, and Fraser Waterfield, he's for it. Simon Corday, he's for it. <laughs> you know, so they were all on your side. Yeah, you know? that's good, isn't it? 
Yeah, there was only there was only one who was yeah. actually on on Gan's side, being you know the gentle giant. Yeah. Uh, Joe Hadrian um, liked to think that yeah. he was a gentle giant, but I think he could be persuaded if we worked yeah, we on would, him. Yeah, we would like to think that the people we're watching as heroes were nice. But yes, yeah. And Richard Woodward, he's on the fence. Um, right. He thinks, yeah, it would be nice to think of him as a nice guy, but I quite in, enjoy the idea that uh, he, he is a loony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And and Baz Warrington um, yeah. came up with a point that I hadn't thought about. Is yes, this this idea about oh they killed my woman, I'm in trouble because of that. Blah blah blah. That was repeated some years later in Robin of Sherwood. Yes. The, yeah, um, right. the, the Will Scarlet character. I've not um, I've not rewatched Robin of Sherwood since it was on. I don't know if it's aged well. Um I tell you what, I've got it on Blu-ray when, yeah. you know, um who is it? Who who, who releases all the fa- fabulous ITC stuff? I can't remember who does it. Um but they they had a sale on and it was available on Blu-ray for like a tenner. And uh, it is network. good good network. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's Richard Carpenter and Richard Carpenter yes. I idolize because he created Cat Weasel, one of my favorite childhood heroes, you know. Um and no that, that that they're not too bad. The jarring things if you go back and watch Robin of Sherwood is Michael Prade's haircut. Bloody yeah. hell that is so eighties. He's that mullet that he's got yeah, going, on. going on. And the Clanad music. Right. Yeah. I used to like that. I got that on single somewhere. I like the Clanad yeah. music, but it is so it clumsily yeah. inserted into any scene you've suddenly together mm, <laughs> through anything when there's like together. being back in the eighties. Oh oh it, it, oh god, that's yeah. jarring. But uh, yeah, thank you, Baz, for doing that yeah, um, parallel. Um so that was the first question about Gan. The second one was um, what would have happened with Star One and everything if Gan yeah. had lived? Now, a lot of this we'll keep back for our Star One episode. Um, but Eddie Oliver pointed out something that I'm a bloody idiot for not thinking about because we said, didn't we, that if Gan had lived, they wouldn't have t- attacked Space Command, therefore Travis would yeah. have died, therefore Star One wouldn't have panned out the way. But Eddie is the one who said, well, if Traz- Travis had died and was executed, he wouldn't have been there to be looking after Dockerley. Therefore, that Z, played by the actor who played Blake's lawyer in episode one, yeah. most probably when he came along and said, you butchered my leg, would have killed Dockerley. In which case, Blake would never have got the location of Star One. True. Yeah. So, yeah, that that, that was a good one, Eddie. I wish yeah. I had thought about that. Since yes. Such, uh, such universe-changing events hinge on little things don't they yeah 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 I like Baz Warrington he said he just said about you know the universe would have two more hair dryers because of course you know that's what (laughs) Matt Irvin butchered to make into a spaceship yes and I like how Fraser Waterfield said that Blake would be a pariah basically because he would have destroyed uh, assuming Doctor you know state of he would have destroyed Star 1 Callie says many, many people will die without Star One, but it would have been billions, wouldn't it? Because climate would control billions. would have broken down. But they so would he would have been a pariah. Man. So again, we should save this for Star One. But, yes. but that made me think, yeah, okay, Blake's one. He honors Avon's thing. I'll take you back to Earth, and I've got the Liberator. So suddenly, <laughs> you know, yeah. Blake's the villain for destroying all these worlds. While 
Avon Goat Swans off in the Liberator. Well, Blake would be doubly reviled, wouldn't he? Because he's destroyed all these worlds. He's put himself in charge. No one likes that. No. And also, he's set loose on the galaxy a heavily armed criminal. Yes. Because <laughs> without Blake, Avon would be off robbing banks, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would do. Yeah. yeah. So, so your climate control's gone. Your banking yep. control's gone because Avon's got all your money. Yeah. 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 So nice one, Blake. You're 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 cold and poor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it. So thank you, everybody, that's contributed. Um, yeah, it's, I, nice. it's nice when a little discussion gets going. Yeah, I, I want to do more. So when we get into yeah. um, some of the other major characters, we'll do some what-ifs and hypotheticals and stuff like that as well, okay? Yeah, we can't really do it this week with Stuart Fell, can we? No. <coughs> All right. What would have happened if Stuart Fell hadn't have fell? Yes, in all these cases, yes. yes. All right, so, yeah, next time um, we begin the home straight because uh, we're going to accelerate wow. to the end of Season 2. The next few episodes are all going to be Season 2 because, as I've said before, you know, we're not, we're not going to do the final Season 3 and Season 4 until we've got Season 2 out of the way. There are no more specials now, so this is the, uh, the home run. Um, so next week we're going to take our last look at a Swamp Castle resident yeah. because we're going to pop into the tents of goth to pay gola a visit and this this is one that i always avoid on rewatches so, so do i yes yeah, so be, do i interesting i just remember the jester and how yeah. much i like the creepy jester in so this. now weirdly i i all i remember is bruce purchase being terrible well but bruce but purchase yeah. i blank from my mind you yeah. know, because it's like it's the pirate captain yeah you know? it is yeah Yes, Shouting. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Very interesting because I, I, I've re- recently rewatched um, uh, Quatermass, the ITV one, and he's in that, of course, and he's actually not bad in it. But he's then play- he's basically playing himself, I suppose. So mm. he's not got to act a lot. So it'll be is he the one? Is it? I need this for for next week's episode. Is he the one in in Doctor Who? The planet, the spiders, who's like, uh, like Benny from Crossroads. No, no. no oh, is that somebody him. else? No, that's someone else. Oh, that's a, that's right. a very good actor. Yeah. Yeah, that's a better actor. You yeah. mean? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So yeah, we'll come back next week. And yes, yes, yes. I, I, I haven't watched this for such a long time. No. I, um, but I quite like this. Um, you know, um, suddenly you've got a fresh story that you've yeah, it's good. experiencing. It's, got, got, it's almost like a new episode's appeared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, because after that, um, all the episodes I certainly do remember. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. We'll see you next Excellent. week then, Ian. Nice one. I'll see you all next right. week. Cheers, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ian. Bye.